Folks, this isn't home on the range. This is the Kentucky Derby 2019. We got Maximum Security comfortably in the lead, being tailed strongly by Celticus Samart of the Lake Show. Folks, this kid won't take no for an answer, but it's all come down to this in the final straightaway. All the boys getting the whips going on the final stretch here. The rain's coming down, but the bets are going up. Folks, it's looking like Maximum Security's crossing the line. The 2019 Kentucky Derby champion. Oh, once it looks like there's some sort of a flag on the field, folks. It looks like this one's gonna go to Salty, folks. This is the Derby. This is the Lake Show. What else do you want to know? everybody to the lake show episode 17 it is your man hopsy baby boy joined once again by our fearless combatant matthew salty samard salty how are we doing today my good friend what's going on man i'm doing great i'm in ottawa still uh living the dream teaching away and uh yeah it's good how about you ben how are you not, doing not bad at all it's uh tuesday may 7th year 2019 and uh it's getting a little bit nicer here the lake's uh no longer covered with ice no more Love snow that. in my yard um, are you done placement? I wanted to quickly add before we. Yeah, I just finished up last week, so uh, done placement for first year. Um, doing a bit of supply teaching now, so I was in a first first grade classroom today, and that was pretty interesting. It's different from my seventh eighth graders, but no, it's good, man. Just trying to get as much experience as I can and uh, in the field and enjoying it as I go. That's unreal, man. I can't, yeah. Mister Samard, just molding minds, <laughs> the youth of our nation, the future of Canada. Man, you should have seen these phone with us. <laughs> these first graders today with like what like six or seven like that in first grade they at one point they had um like computer time like just on laptops these kids were locked and loaded on these laptops man like they do not mess around they know more about it sometimes than i do like it's a wild i know we talk about it a lot like all oh, like kids understand like technology and stuff they are ingrained in technology and it's so impressive to watch these kids go and like they they were fixing all the stuff and like getting it already and like they, they had they knew everything and ins and out of it it's, it's going to be an interesting time when those kids get to high school man Oh, seriously. That's why I always like, I don't know. I heard an interesting take on something being like, you know, people are demonizing like computer time and screen time. Yeah. But it's almost like, it sucks to say, but like, what do you think's the future? Like these kids are literally growing up like ingrained yeah. online. Like they grow that's up. Funny. It's like walking. Like they know how to use an iPad yeah. from like the day they're two. So like no doubt that's going to be a severe part of, uh, like, that's going to be a huge part of life. Not that it already yeah. isn't, but it's going to be even more so to the point that, I don't know, that's going to change the economy big time and everything. That's going to be a, I don't know, it's going to be crazy to see what the future's like because it's yeah. only going to get crazier, I feel like, and hopefully that's a good thing. And I think, like, for us as teachers and just parents in general and people around, like, the biggest thing now is just going to be how to educate them on, like, being um, digital citizens, right? Like how to use it properly, how to make sure that, you know, when to use it, when not to use it, or, um, just classic stuff. Like we, we grew up and like, we, we had a phone, we didn't have phones growing up the entire time. Now a lot of them do. So just having a conversation with someone, uh, you know, put the phone away or like put it down so you can have eye contact with something, just little things like that, that maybe they don't have as much experience. And, and it's, it's kind of funny to think about, but that's what the curriculum is going to go to, like how to use your, your phone, how to use your laptop, how to be able to, uh, you know, use it in a positive way. But anyways, that's just, you know, 
Mr. Shamard going away and now we can bring it back to something else. You know what they should also do is get some classes going on it called emotional intelligence on how to get some of that going because that's, that's already severely lacking and it's, yeah. uh, it just drives me wild sometimes. Just the way, uh, and I don't, I don't want to go off on that, yeah, I know, but, I know. but just, you know, it's just, I think we got a lot, a lot of times we just don't have our priorities in straight as, as, uh, as people right now. And especially as, uh, in students, like we are, like we are very fortunate people and, uh, not saying that we're not fortunate where we're at. I don't even know where I'm going with this, but I'm just saying. <laughs> no, I agree, man. I completely agree. I think the emotional. Th- yeah, no, it'll be interesting huge. to see what, what the future's going on. Anyways, I don't know why we're going in this dark tunnel and you know, once you get on that <laughs> yeah. slippery slope and you feel yourself slipping, you just can't help yeah. it. We're going to keep going down it. So let's just quickly <laughs> climb back up there. Uh, get away from that. And, uh, before, before we get, I don't know, somehow kicked out of school or something. Um, <laughs> but going back on another topic, what have you been doing lately now that, uh, like you said, supply teaching? It's a technically summer. You know, yes. and these university summers, it's like a full semester off. It's, it's crazy, man. You know, doing the supply teaching and coaching at night, coaching keeps me busy. It's always fun. Um, and then obviously trying to stay in the loop with all the sports happening right now. It's always fun when we got the playoff, both NBA and uh, NHL playoffs going and the MLB action. Not that the Jays are, are on a great stint right now, but hey, it's just nice to have all the sports rolling and being able to come home and, and you know, look forward to watching some. It's a fun time of year, but it's starting to get sad. You know, now the second round's dwindling down, you know, especially yeah. with hockey and, and basketball at the same time. There's so many games you can watch every night. Yeah. And then the second that stops being like this, you know, it kind of be like, oh, you're spoiled. But yeah. as I'm speaking, I was hoping this was going to be done so that we could talk about it. But I am literally watching, as I talk to you, Salty, Dallas and St. Louis tied 1-1, on one, game 7, six minutes left in the first OT. And I don't know, these playoffs have been absolutely ridiculous. Like, if – who – is it Dallas? Is Dallas the eighth seed? They were a wild card spot. I don't know exactly where they – I think so. Out, I, yeah. in either or. Like, they're all, the, there's almost – if and it's Dallas or it's St. Louis or Dallas. One of them were the eighth seed. doesn't matter. Right. So, whoever gets in, there's a chance of it being two eighth seeds in the conference final. Imagine there was two eighth seeds in the, in the Stanley Cup final, 2019. Like, that would be absolute insanity. Yeah. But anyways, I don't know. I hope the uh, hope the Raptors are doing all right. What's that series at again right now? Do you know? Three, two. They just won tonight. They won big tonight, which is huge. That just oh, that was when that end because I was watching that at first sec. Uh, yeah, I think it ended about an hour ago. I'll get you the score in two seconds. But yeah, oh. it ended up one twenty five to eighty nine. They they blew them out. They were in the lead for like twenty points in the first half that's and huge. the second half too. That's so huge. massive win. They're going back to Philly now. If they can lock that down, that'd be huge. Yeah, that'd be unreal. I hope they do because it's just getting depressing. Like. All, I don't know, like all, like I, like we talked about before, like all my teams are out, and now it's just like, I, I'm not gonna lie, like Carolina, Boston, Eastern Conference Final. Yeah, like, are you a, serious? That's a tough one. I'm not gonna lie, I'm cheering for Carolina now. Yeah, 100 percent. I also the, hope that San Jose wins. I really want San Jose to win. I want Jumbo Joe to get that. That's what I was thinking too. He's like that one guy. It's like the OV from last year. Right? You kind of want to see those guys get rewarded after all the, the honestly. And I was looking like when you watch them, like it's incredible. They, I think, if I'm not mistaken, they were playing last night. Five of their defensemen are Olympic defensemen. Yeah, that's wild. That's like that's, f- that's foolish. Like they yeah. and. They got a pretty good goalie, Martin Jones, and like they're an unreal team. I'm like, if this team can't get it done now with Eric Carlson, like I don't know, how, I don't know what to say. Like yeah. you got Joe Thornton and centering a third line, like the legend. Yeah. Like I'm just like, Honestly. man, you got a team right now, 
in a salary cap era that's not going to be around like these much along with us many people. Like, it's essentially like an old Detroit team with legends. Yeah. Like like the Cavs stopped that from happening in a sense, but they, this team's loaded. And I kind of hope they win. Me too. I actually wanted your opinion on something. I was watching the game yesterday with uh, like the San Jose game and Carlson came off the bench and I think it was, I forget who it was, but anyway, somebody made a mistake, his D partner or someone, and he came on the bench and absolutely tore him a new one. Like where is he standing on the bench, like yelling at him. Tore who? It, Sorry, who's tearing who a new one? Carlson is yelling at one of his, I think it was his D partner. I think it was Brendan Dillon. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So he's, he's ripping on Dillon and um, I was just watching. I was like, I, I like, how would you respond to that? Like, let's say one of your teammates comes on and just rips on you. Like, I, I know that, you know, every sport has a different culture and stuff. And some people like to get pushed. Some people don't. But I feel like that's something you do close door, you know, behind closed doors. You maybe step aside and you talk to the guy. But yelling in at him on national TV, like, how does that go around? The uh, I don't know. Like, the way I look at it, like, so you're talking about the last game, obviously. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, this is, this is... This is like my opinion on it, realistically. Like, and that's a, this is all about reading the situation. And mm-hmm. clearly, if like I've seen pictures of them like sitting courtside at NBA games together, like, so they're clearly good buddies. Him yeah, and Dylan, yeah. like they're D partners, right. so they're clearly close. And if they're yelling at each other, I think that's unbelievable because they've had they have this relationship where you can hold each other accountable as athletes. Yeah. And still be buddies off, the, and that's the goal. I think like. And I and I've seen quotes and I and I, I wish I had the quote. There's one popping in my head, but I can't think of it directly. But like when you have like and this is kind of touching on emotional intelligence in a different way, but like mm-hmm. when you have the ability to like like people might see that and think that that's like kind of odd, but like realistically, I think that's unbelievable. That's like two guys able to hold each other accountable to the point because they're so competitive in such yeah. a competitive environment that they're like letting each other know, like, no, like this is what we need to do. They're both trying to, like, you know, they're fighting for the same cause. It's this game six of Stanley Cup. You could get a berth to the Eastern Conference final. Like, I got no problem with that. And I and I think if, if it shows that they are doing that on the bench and like, like you said, national televised, that's mm-hmm. a culture in their room. And I think that's unbelievable. Like thinking about the legends in there. Like yeah. imagine Joe Thornton in there when he talks. <laughs> like I bet you, like that you could hear a pin drop. Yeah, like that guy, like, people are li- like that's a legendary room, and that's just like legendary stuff. That other, like that's why they're good. Like other teams don't do that, and like I don't know. And I think like that's just and they got veterans on that team. Like you know that's kind of stuff that we're not going to see. And I, I I got no problem when coaches or, or teammates yell. Like that's like. That's something that like I don't know. I've been a I've I've been exposed to. I've I've dealt with like I'm not saying like I currently do it all and Mike Mike McParland's not really that type of a coach and but I've I've played for guys that are really like uh hard like nose in your face and you know it's it's all about knowing your own players and and yeah, I don't exactly. know if if you can apply that type of thing I think it's unreal. Yeah, I feel like I would love said, to be like, a part of it. It's very nerve wracking, you know. Obviously, yeah. you know, you, but you're driven to perform, and I think it's and, and it's if you do it the right way, it's healthy and it's unreal. And you, yeah, I think you that, will get the best out of people in that environment, in my opinion. But it's the right people that respond to that. Yeah, the biggest part of thing is like you said, doing it the right way. You know, if he if Carlson knows Dylan's gonna respond to it properly, and they're good buddies and whatever, and they've kind of you know gone back and forth on, then perfect. You know what I mean? Like that works out well. Mm-hmm. But then at the same time, like if you know that guy is gonna kind of shell and not be able to react to it, then you know you got to know your players. But yeah, I agree. If he knows he's gonna react to it and they they know each other well, then you know push each other and hold yourself accountable because that means he knows that he can do better, which is a compliment in the long run. You know? No, absolutely. And then adding to that, this is something, and this is apl- applicable to any sport, anything. Like it's almost like once you hold, once you can hold 
it's like once you can hold yourself accountable and you know that you're like you're trying your best and like and if and if you're going to allow other people to talk to you the way that you're talking to them in the yeah. sense that you're going to you know you're going to let them know your opinion on the mistakes and that's another thing I, this is what i really wanted to get at sorry i was kind of getting off topic but what we wanted to like, what i wanted to say was it's not and this is the this is what i was trying to say start from this um, and this is applicable to any sport and something that I've talked a lot about and something that I've really started to realize in the last four years, maybe in university hockey and something that I've noticed is kind of like a culture thing. And it's like, when you point out someone's mistakes, you got to make sure that you're not just like addressing the issue. That's so obvious. It's like, Oh, you like, you know, you, you pinch there Harper. Like, you know, that's, a, that's, that's a turnover. They scored. It's like, obviously that happened. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, you're just addressing a mistake in like a, in a loud manner calling someone out that's obviously they already know that's going on. I don't think that's applicable. But if yeah. you're yelling at me being like, like stay between the dots, gap up, like stick length, like naming off things that I should have been doing and I can be like, okay, like, no, that's, he's totally right. Like yeah. I need to be better. I'm an athlete. I'm competitive. I want to be the best. I want to be the best I can be. I want my coach telling me what I can do. He's coaching me. That's his job. He's mm-hmm. telling me with some passion because he wants me to be my best. He wants to win. That's how I want to go at it. No, for sure. I think that's it's a good like, point. It, it's not just addressing mistakes. Like I find like if you want to be successful, if you want to be a leader, like come at people with solutions. Yeah. Not to sound like a philosopher, some loser cliche guy <laughs> right now, but like that's no, the way I, I think people respond to in my own personal opinion. And like that's just a life thing too. Like Exactly. I think it kind of ties back to everything. You know, we talk about the emotional and stuff uh, with the, the young students and we actually kind of got into that with younger about holding people accountable last weekend too, or sorry, coach young, not young. Yeah. That, um, that was just such a cool interview as I, yeah. I, I don't usually listen to them over, but sometimes I do like, cause we take stuff out, like to see how it flows and whatnot. Yeah. But, and I just like, that was a really cool interview. I really glad we did that. That was a good one. And uh, yeah, we actually got some pretty good feedback on that. A lot of people really enjoyed the interview with, uh, with coach young and he was, uh, that's something we kind of knew, right? Somebody we wanted to bring on because of that. Um, but yeah, yeah. So I've been, like we said, you know, I've been watching a lot of, uh, playoff hockey and basketball and stuff. And one word that I keep hearing, especially from the, the commentators is, you know, the, you know, the word beauty, how did that originate? Like it, it probably originated from, from obviously from hockey, but, um, it was calling a person a beauty, right? Like the Honestly, like the, the origination of beauty, I'm not too sure. Yeah. And I don't know if that's a hockey thing, but the hockey people, certainly hockey culture has embraced that. Yeah. Maybe a little too much. I, and I also realize that I say that a ton and it kind of makes me want to slap myself. But anyways, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't know. And I, I kind of find it weird when they use like, like, I don't know, certain announcers, if you're a certain announcer, you can say the word beauty, but some, if you force it, you just sound like you're pushing like it. it, it you sound like sound a 13-year-old right. sometimes. You know what yeah, I mean? that's like, like, it sounds like, like you're forcing beauty, wheel Yeah, snipe, I know. Stone. It's like, man, just keep it to the keep it to the classics. Like, I hate, it drives me nuts when like all oh, beauty pass. Like, like, oh, like, I'm just used to hearing the word beauty when it describing someone. You know what I mean? Like, well, how, is it really that tough to break it down to beautiful pass instead? Like, just, you know, keep it classy, keep it going. But yeah, I know yeah. that's what I, I would rather them just say beautiful pass. Cross. Exactly. Yeah. I think that sounds better. I agree. But you know, that's just, me. that's why you got to get on the mic. Hers. Yeah, no, I would love to, I would love to do a play by play one day. Yeah. <laughs> you actually mentioned before we started this, there was one word that you kind of had a little bit of a, a little bit of fun fact on. Do you want to go into that? Yeah. Well, we were talking before this and cause he was saying like, do, does it bother me when announcers say dangle and dangle is a very overused word in the hockey world. 
And people would probably be like, if you ever associate anything with hockey guys, you'd probably be like, yeah, Dangle Beauty, you're lo- like you're a loser, whatever. And uh, but Dangle actually is like this word that we all think is very, it is very mainstream still, and it is mm-hmm. very like you know it's used a lot in like you know social media about hockey and whatnot. But it's not a new word. And there's some people misconceptions that this is this new word that's just like coming to the scene. And a lot of people don't. A lot of kids that like, I. Th- when I started to become aware of it, I, I became aware of it through Don Cherry movies. The Don Cherry, like, you know, the Rock'em Sock'em used to put them out oh, every yeah, year. Baby. Those are legendary. Unbelievably, used to get them for Christmas every year. And I think that's like every kid I knew. That's what everyone used to get for Christmas anyway. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> um, they would always, um, uh, one time they were talking about it on there and they had, like, it was Don Cherry. And this is like way back. Like, this was like in the 80s at the time. So there's already talking right. about the angle in the 80s. And he was talking about how it was a Coca-Cola commercial and uh, they had this guy. It was a pro hockey player at the time, someone in the NHL. I can't remember the name. And he was like, you know, banging the puck up on his stick, like keeping it up in the air, like, you know, yeah. like, kind of keep tapping it up there. And and this guy, uh, little kid walks by and goes like, wow, what a dangle. <laughs> and then um, like Don Cherry was all rattled being like, that's not a dangle. Like, what does that even mean? That's not even a dangle. And then like they like cut to like uh, John Muckler. You know, John that, Muckler. John Muckler. John Muckler. Was he a coach or a GM? He did both. both. Actually, yeah, yeah, you're right. He was a coach. He's like a coach. legend anyway. He's an old school yeah, legend. Yeah, yeah. This is way before our time. A lot of people won't even know who we're talking about. But <laughs> So yeah, John Muckler, they cut to him and he's like, that's not a dangle. A dangle means you can skate fast, but like <laughs> that. In my opinion, I was like, "That wait, that doesn't even make sense to me." But then they just cut to like this scene of like thirty seconds of guys just going end to end, just going through everyone on the ice. So you've like, actually seen this commercial? What have I seen it? No, I've just yeah. heard them talk oh, okay, about. Okay, it. I've okay, seen okay. the Don Cherry thing a million times, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Like and so, yeah, like a dangle is essentially just like putting the moves on someone. Like so, like, it's not. A, it's been thrown around for a long, long time. It's good to know. So that, yeah, fun fact about that. And uh, if anyone ever wants, like, I love like old school hockey stuff. And I, and a lot of people don't agree with Don Cherry. He's an absolute legend though. Mm-hmm. Um, but his books are unbelievable. Yeah, I've heard that actually. And he has like, t- I've only read the t- first two and I think he has like two more now. I got to go buy them and read them because they're actually like legendary stories. Does he talk a lot about uh, Brian Killery? Yeah, tons of stuff about yeah. him. Uh, my, my, this is like my best friend from back home. That's his grandpa. So we always get a bunch of sweet stories from. Oh, from I could home. only imagine because yeah. he used to felt like uh, that's a that's a pretty cool story actually. Yeah, mm-hmm. I won't I won't touch too much on that because I don't know. I, I but a lot of cool stories and it's not like it's like a it's not like a memoir on his life. It's almost like. I've never like I've never seen a book like this. It was the first one I saw. It's like every it's like almost like what every page is like a story or a page I might love be that. four like or five stories. Just like little one might be half a page, just like a funny thing like happened that but he has like a, it's like he has a memory like a hawk. Like he tells his stuff so yeah, well it's crazy. like you're there. Love so that. it's a pretty good book. But anyways, like yeah, like I don't know, that's funny. It's just like I love that. Yeah, no, I agree. That kind of stuff is unreal. But hey, do you think it's time to send it over to our interview? Yeah, so uh, without further ado, we were actually really happy. Uh, I thought this would be a cool interview. I'll get uh, Alex Morgan come on. He's a good friend of mine, a former varsity athlete with the men's hockey team, and then uh, he's got into the uh, personal training world, and he's actually uh, doing 
quite well at it. He's not only that, he's a little bit of an entrepreneur as well. Started his own company, Area 13 Training Systems, which he will touch on more further in the interview. But he's a pretty impressive guy, very articulate fella, smart guy, very passionate about what he does. So he was someone, uh, when we were talking about getting guests this week, someone that we thought might uh, be good to have come on. He has worked with the lacrosse team and he is currently working with the men's hockey team. And speak of the devil, I did my first workout that he sent me today and it was actually really good. So I'm happy to be working with him. Happy to have him on the Lake Show. Folks, without further ado, Mr. Alexander Moose Morgan. Welcome back to the Lake Show. Another interview in our series here. We like to uh, continue things going here with uh, content each and every episode. And uh, this week, we'd like to introduce Alexander Morgan to you all, current uh, Nipissing student and student trainer and entrepreneur, if you will. And uh, I'd like to give you uh, the torch over to him. Alex, uh, welcome to the Lake Show. Very happy to have you. And just give us a little rundown who you are, uh, where you're from, and uh yeah, just give us a little bit of spiel on uh, who Alex Morgan is for the people out there listening. What a great introduction. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm Alex Morgan, um, otherwise known as Moose to most people. Moose. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I operate Area 13 Training Systems, I'm soon to be a grad of Nipissing. Um, Going to start my master's next year in exercise science and, and see where that takes me. Um, and I'm just right now training athletes and training the general public uh, for what their life has to bring them. How did uh, I love talking about nicknames because you know obviously Harts uh, oh and I boy. both have a pretty classic <laughs> one. Is that, is the nickname a story that can that can be said on the pod? How is that? It can't. Where it originated from can't be said. <laughs> but what everyone, what my kind of go-to story is, um, yeah, and what like. Like now, like professors call me Moose, coaches oh, yeah. call me Moose. So like everyone that calls me Moose doesn't know exactly where it originated from. So that's kind of my own little joke. Um, but yeah. it, once it got to coaches, they started calling me Moose just because I would run through everything on the ice. Um, nice. And I'm obviously a thick body. Uh, <laughs> so, Big body alert. Yeah, so that's that's where that started. And, and then it just carried over into the classroom and now everywhere. It's awesome. You also have, uh, if you're not mistaken, you have a little tattoo there to remind everyone to your nickname, don't you? Yeah, I have the antlers on my back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually. Yeah. Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. That's unreal. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Salty. You haven't I'm seen little my little shirt off yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. I can't wait. <laughs> I, might, I might need a little salt shaker on the arm or the bicep or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you work out with me, maybe you can flex and it'll pour out some salt or something. <laughs> exactly. Oh, yeah, speak, speaking, um, of the, speaking of the workouts though how did you kind of get into that is it something you've always kind of enjoyed like as an athlete you like that side of the game too or does it just kind of come later throughout life you know it like i always tell people i'm lucky because i knew what i wanted to do at such a young age um right as many people are nowadays because the game's like 12 months out of the year I was just fascinated by hockey. So like I would like be playing mini sticks, working out, trying to do things um, to better my game. And then um, when I got of age around 14 or 15, my dad was reading something about Jordan Tutu and his brother who tragically passed away. And uh, they were talking about how they had a tire and they dragged it around a lake and all this stuff. So my dad started doing stuff like that with me around the house and, um, and then uh, from there, I took a liking to it, started working out with a local trainer back home, 
kind of got into it more, started making my own programs, experimenting with what worked, what didn't, um, which long run now, it, it gave me a lot of practical experience. And then when I was around 15, 16, 17, I started to to really take a liking to it and kind of found out it was my niche. And, and it's something that, you know, I, I always, I always tell myself and always got told that like, if you do something you love, it's not work. So I can spend yeah. like 10 hours in a gym and it just feels like I'm on the rink and with hockey being done like hockey, like to a lot of people. And, and I'm sure it's with a lot of different sports from athletes I work with. Um, it's kind of a bliss. Like you can have the, the, oh, I got to watch, so got to be like you can have the worst day and step out on the ice rink or step out on the court and everything's gone you know mm-hmm. um and it's kind of that's what the weight room kind of turned in like is kind of my bliss it just turned into a bliss where like i can have a terrible day go in socialize you know put in the work leave sweaty smile on my face um and change lives too for the better um and now it's just my bliss and and i'm hopefully going to turn it into a career here well, it seems like you're already kind of taking that step, you know, making a business, what, you know, what not making area 13. So when did you establish that? Was it last summer you kind of came, like you you made it, the, you established the business side of things, I guess you'd say last year, the idea probably a while before that, but is that not right last year? Yeah. Yeah. So the whole business side of things, like uh, I was minoring in business. So um, I always like my, my dream is to own my own facility. I want to get into a bit of uh corporate work first with like pro teams um and maybe have a facility on the side that's like a vice president's running or something but um at some point i want my own facility i have my own hopes and dreams i have my own systems i want to be followed but yeah last summer i i got the business up and going just because i was getting asked to do work for people all the time and was kind of just giving handouts and growing my name and i figured hey why don't i monetize this and and get a business rolling and then it worked out and and now it's steadily growing. Now I'm putting together a conditioning camp um, actually here at North Bay for the summer um, at one of the local high schools with uh, AAA hockey players and, and having an elite group out with some uh, junior hockey players and some of the university boys. Um, So I think it's, it's all going in the right direction. Um, But yeah, like it, business definitely is my area of expertise, I'd say, but um, I'm a firm believer in just, you know, taking advantage of the people around you and utilizing their strengths. So I, I have a few people in my corner I reach out to when I need some help. That's awesome. How did uh, how did you come up with the name Area 13? Where did that kind of originate? Uh, so I was born on Friday the 13th. Um, so <laughs> no thir- way. Yeah, so 13. That explains a lot, Amy. <laughs> <laughs> so 13's always been, you know, my favorite number. Um and then I was just thinking about names and what to call it and kind of looking over my philosophy and training and my methods. And I just figured like all my methods, I, I try and promote longevity. So, you know, if, if you're a GM of a team and you're drafting players, like why would you draft a player who, you know, has had this or had this, or eventually I want to develop a, a base, basically a reputation where my athletes have a solid foundation, just like buying a house. It's an investment. If you're not going to buy a house with a cracked foundation. So I just want basically long-term, um, basically optimize long-term for my athletes. And from there, um, I came up with, you know, Area 51 becoming immortal. So now I have this thing with Area 13 where it's like become immortal, basically just never die, keep on living, you know, deal with the, with awesome. the downs and, and uh, enjoy the ups. 
I think that's super interesting because I think now, especially sports is becoming such a business where, like you're saying, general managers or teams and owners and stuff will, they're investing in players. So if they know they can have a solid investment there, it makes a difference. And a lot of these, a lot of trainers now, what they're trying to do, I do, oh, bring you in for a summer and you're going to be a completely different player, in, you know, in, in three months. And that is, that's so tough to make with a, with a player. And usually that comes with injuries and stuff because you're pushing different limits. So I love, you know, the idea of building that, that uh, foundation, like you said, and, and taking the time and really investing your time um, into the player. So that's awesome. Yeah. You know, like that's a good point. Like, all that's like strictly BS. You can't change someone in three months. I yeah. mean, we all like money, but um, I find being truthful with people is is doing me well. Um, the methods, mm-hmm. like like the first thing I work on, and, and I'm not a registered dietitian, so I don't get too into it, but I just see what people's nutrition habits are, and that's kind of the foundation of the pyramid I follow. Yeah. Um, and then from there, I work on metabolic conditioning so their body can build a capacity in the three metabolic pathways um, basically simultaneously. And then, um, their gymnastics, obviously not an Olympic level, but just establishing like a functional capacity for their body control and in space and their range of motion. So just a body weight squat, for example, pull-ups, push-ups, um, et cetera. Once they can master those movements, I get into weightlifting, um, both the Olymp- Olympic power, traditional bodybuilding, like all, all the works, um, to develop ability to control external objects and produce power, and then at the top and the peak is sport. So from there, you can apply all the fitness that you just built up and put it into a competitive atmosphere. That's sick. Um, this is a kind of a weird segue here, but we were talking about longevity and uh, something I've always thought about as an athlete and you get stressed out about and this comes back to, you know, it doesn't just have to be attained to athletes. It's just anyone who's looking to stay in shape and, and stay in a routine where you're working out consistently, you know, you know, everyone wants to do the five day a week thing, or at least that's what I've been trying to do when I do try and stay in shape during the season and, and especially during the off season when you're training. But you know, you get, you miss a day or two and you get that like kind of anxiety going about like, you know, missing days training. And then, you know, I've always had this, I don't know someone once told me this number that it's like, you know, if when you're in shape or whatever, it takes like, you know, two weeks of not like doing anything to kind of lose that. So I don't know, kind of a weird open-ended question, but just kind of wonder. The biggest thing is, is life always comes first, right? So a lot of the clients I deal with, it's the same thing, whether someone is working a nine to five Monday to Friday and they're a weekend warrior, or, um, you know, they're, they're trying to make, uh, you know, an East coast team or something next year. Um, basically, um, everyone gets anxious. They're, they're trying, they're working towards a goal. They, a majority of people want an easy button and that's the first barrier we have to break through. Um, and there's going to be slip ups. Um, I always preach to people, your gains, so to say, even if you're not looking to make gains, um, aren't in the gym. Your work's in the gym, your fun, and the damage. You're damaging your body in the gym. So some people, it might be beneficial to miss a day or two in between. It depends on your program. Um, But like I said, life comes first. So if you miss a day or two and you just can't get in the gym, that's a time where you just got to analyze how can I better myself? Like I said at the start, I'm someone who, you know, every day I, I just ask, how can I better myself, whether it's a small way or, or a large way. So I'm big on just accountability. If you couldn't make the gym in two, three days, why? Because there's lots of there's lots of hours a day. If you can manage your time, awesome. If you're sick, great excuse. Why would you go damage your body in the gym when you're already damaged and you're trying to heal? 
um, if you're, you know, going out drinking with your buddies or going out to a party or going out to the movies instead, you know, sometimes you have to prioritize life and maybe it's a good choice and your body could use the rest. Um, I'm a firm believer in just listening to your body. Um, and that's why I keep the communication line open with all my athletes and all my clients. Um, because a lot of them, once they figure out there is no easy button, get driven and they want the results and they'll do anything for it. And then it, there is a mental side of it too, where, you know, it eats people away. I find probably the most interesting part of, uh, you know, like working out and um, that whole side of the, uh, you know, of life is when your body starts craving it, you know, for like the first three or weeks or maybe a month, you don't want to, you want to go, you have the anxiety, kind of how saying stuff like that. And then after a month of being that routine, your body craves it and wants it. And it's wild how it just, it's like a switch sometimes it's not even like a a week where it's like oh no i'm kind of liking it. it's like no uh, now boom i need it you know i, I don't know if you want to yeah yeah no exactly that. and that like again there's like the runner's high and all the endorphins that yeah. go with it um honestly like i i would have to read research on it but um like from my personal experience i would say it's just routine i mean we're yeah. a creature of habit um mind you my training looks to add more randomization to things and get out of habit um, to prepare you for, you know, the ins and outs of life and every days. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, that is, it's, it, it is interesting. Um, what I always tell people um, to keep them on track and get them to a point where it becomes routine or they feel like, you know, like they're in tune with their body and, and the gym has become a, like basically a part of their life um, because it is a lifestyle. Um, I tell them, like, I'll, I'll draw them on a piece of paper and I'll say, this is where you are. And then I draw a squiggly line all the way to the top corner and I say, this is where you want to be. All those squiggly lines are your pathway. It's no straight line. Um, Mm -hmm. So there might be days where you don't want to go. Just get to the gym. You'll feel great after. And if you have a sore knee, don't go to the gym. You know, listen to your body. Again, I constantly preach that. Um, But it's the the iceberg kind of analogy or metaphor, if you will, is like everyone sees the iceberg and they're like, oh, that looks amazing but they don't see underneath the water where they see the sacrifice. They see the determination, um, you know, the drive. And, and, and that's what I, I show people as well, just to get them to understand that you got to trust the process and get the big gains out of the, out of your mind and focus on the little ones. Like I'll have people, you know, who they want to lose a hundred pounds and because they stepped on the scale in two months, two months, if, if, if they haven't lost a hundred pounds, they're down in the dumps. I'm like, dude, you lost 20 pounds, you can tie your shoes without losing breath now. Like, that's huge. Like, I got a text from a client today. Hey, I've fitting in pants that I didn't two years ago. That's huge. Like, those are the things that will keep you going. And I think once you hit that month or, or two-month mark, you start to see little changes. And I think that's eventually when, when you kind of pick up on things. Like, hey, this is a process. This is going to be fun. Let's get after it. That's, yeah, that's unreal. I completely agree with that. And, like, kind of um, – bit of a different question, but how would you, like, what would be the biggest difference for you to think working with athletes and then just like clients, people like more focused on just like uh, overall health? How would you attack that differently? Um, you know, like, again, or even like, is there a difference? So there is a difference. Um, yeah. something I like to call red line training. So with athletes, long term is still like obviously in your scope, but you do also mm-hmm. want the short term benefits as well. So I, like I float around like a red line training zone per se. So you kind of push the body to the limits, 
Um, but there's little like little um, tweaking you can do to the programming to kind of add that longevity factor into it. Um, so a perfect example would be, you know, after the season, you get the athlete gets, you know, two weeks, three weeks, let's say, to kind of recover and go visit with friends, make the move back home, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's like, hey, you know, you just skated. Um, how about you go to yoga for the next month or let's do this to kind of neutralize the body or work out in balances. You know, you see how they move. Let's do this. Let's do that. Get change up the norm. Let their body recover. Um, you know, you have a weightlifting athlete like, hey, you know, this cycle, we're not going to we're going to take the barbell out of your hands. We're going to go into a bodybuilding cycle here just to kind of change things up, um, you know, and, and kind of introduce that whole like creative freedom, like unstructured training or unstructured play when you're a kid to kind of just boost creativity, keep the, mi- the mind and the body guessing, change things up. Um, but no, definitely there's a difference. Um, you know, I one thing's motivation, like athletes I always find are driven for the most part. If not, they're they're easier to motivate. Um, obviously minus HUD one, um, the general public more so want the easy button, uh, that I mentioned, but, um, even with that, I mean, there's great ones. There's so many great stories out of like, they don't realize it, but it, it changes my life too. you know, seeing someone go through, yeah. um, surgeries and this, that, and the other and coming up and they're still in great shape and they're just lost 20 pounds and they're looking the best they ever have. Uh, yeah. stuff like that that just kind of pushes you but that's that's why i love what i do as well that's unreal and i just also continuing on with what you do and you were touching on it earlier and now you're working with not only the men's hockey team and um the lacrosse team as well now and so you you'd obviously have a, <clears throat> a broad range of sports you're interested in obviously saying hockey was the one that got you kind of started into the training world but now that you've been around you know multiple sports and you've seen like how different they are for the different energy systems and whatnot that you're training for how is that as like uh, an opportunity to work with multiple different programs is that going to benefit you think your repertoire kind of before you go off and are you going to be able to are you doing this throughout this winter next year with both programs because i'm kind of asking because you kind of were technically my trainer as i'm asking this too right now <laughs> Yeah. So what's going on there? <laughs> yeah. So I'll, I'll be uh, majority of the time in North Bay. Um, unfortunately, I'm not working with the lacrosse team at this time. Um, we're in negotiations. <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh, yeah. uh, no, but uh, hopefully, I'd love to work with with the lacrosse team. Um, that being said, like I mean, Jason Rudge, there, the the coach that came in, he he's immaculate. He did great things. Uh, I learned a lot from him. Um, you know, uh, his passion for the sport of lacrosse and growing, it's amazing. Um, and uh, hopefully I can work with them again to some capacity. Um, the atmosphere of the team's great. Um, and the growth of the program. I mean, we went to the Bogataway cup last year for nationals, um, and we were doubted on the whole year and we finished fourth. So, um, that was a, a great year, which I think was mentioned in a podcast previously, um, with the hockey team, I'll be working uh, with you guys um, all through the year. So we'll be having some training sessions. Um, I might even be coming on the road and taking the healthy scratches through workouts. Um, basically, I'm looking. Yeah, I'm looking <laughs> to. Uh, yeah, the atmosphere is changing, man. I'm looking to uh, give what I can and and kind of build a good reference up and show what I can do. Um, you know, I I I want a, a very holistic approach to to uh my facility one day and and that being said like i i think every trainer has their niche or, or their specialty and i would definitely say hockey's mine 
Um, I mean, the right mind can apply, you know, the, the principles across all the sports, but I, I definitely think there's an advantage when you understand, you know, the biomechanics and the, the physiological demands of the sport. So hockey's my specialty. Um, wouldn't mind, you know, broadening my, my spectrum for a bit, but um, having a facility and having a strength coach for each sport, um, each with each one having a background would be ideal. Um, and and kind of getting in with like a physiotherapist, chiropractic, etc., um, to kind of just bring everything to the athlete and and have basically be a, a performance mill is what I want just for elite performance. Just throw out athletes, yeah. So that like, so sick. What you're saying is you're still the Willem Nylander of trainers right now, though, in contract negotiations. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, you're gonna show up halfway through the season. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like at that point, no. So but uh, I'm still, I still got my fingers crossed because it is a great group of guys. I can't like speak highly enough. They really bought into the system, and it showed. Um, and again, like yeah. you got it. Like again, life comes first, and the way I look at it is like. You know, you have a few guys that'll flake out, or and there's accountability for all that, and there's there's discipline. But aside from that, like there's guys where they motivate you, like you change their life. Like now, it's last year at this time. There's some guys on that team who are 20 pounds overweight, and and now they're they've lost 20 pounds, 30 pounds, and they're texting me for workouts. And it, it's Love it. yeah, and it's it's great. Like yeah, I just positively influence this person's life, and and now hopefully they can pass it on to you know their kids, their friends. And then, and it's just making the world a better place, more fit, man. more fit place. Nice. Um, but to just going back a bit about your hockey, that's just kind of what you brought you to Nipsing, right? You played, uh, I don't know if a lot of people know, uh, you started off, you played what, one or two years with uh, one. three, how many, how many years, one year? Okay. Yeah. Um, how, how was that? How was your experience? And like, how did you get with the guys? Have any fun stories of playing with, did you play with Harps or did you, were you oh, there? Yeah. We played together? Yeah, we were, yeah, we were nice. freshmen together. I think he's, no I, think, I think he's still the a-hole from all the president and a-hole games we played on the road, but I don't know. We, have to <laughs> yeah. I, we don't do that anymore, man. We used to, that used to be all we did on the bus, but I haven't done that in a couple of years. <laughs> Card games on the bus are the best, man. So I think it gets you through stuff sometimes. Yeah. That's all me and Moose would do. Like, honestly, yeah. from the moment the bus left the curb. Yeah, no, I love it. You know, it, it was good. Um, when I was playing in Sault Ste. Marie, I, I fell in love with Northern Ontario. Um, and then uh, from there, I was actually going to go to RMC, but um the process was taking too long and and mike you know mentioned coming to nipissing and i said why not i came here you know i had ivan's breakfast which you know i heard your debate the other thing i'm not gonna get into it burger world's pretty good ivan's service is is awesome um Say, whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait, i need to know ivan's or burger world though i need to know honestly burger world's good their portions are are huge and yeah like you it's good but I, oh. Ivan's method of service is amazing. You go there, order yeah. right away, boom, boom. Fair. You're feeling a little woozy. You just muck your food, leave. There's no, yeah. nothing. Like That's the best part, not waiting for the bill or not having to go pay because you already paid, so you can just leave whenever you have to. That's kind of true. Yeah. That's like a cafe style more so with the same style of food, but a different style of service. I really yeah. like yeah. that. Yeah, but they don't – they – Although they they both offer the whole breakfast deal, I'd say they're two separate things. You got to do both, and the different occasions. It depends how you're different feeling. moods, yeah. different places, different yeah. times, different things. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like <laughs> I, I, I honestly, I I came to North Bay. I had Ivan's. A um, few friends of mine that came here showed me around. Um, went out to the boat, um, and then from there, I was like, hey, I like this spot. 
So we came. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, I had a I had a, a fun first year with the guys. Um, wish I could have played longer, uh, but things went the other way. So um, it brought me here. I guess it's kind of a blessing in disguise. But I still talk to a lot of the guys too because um, it's hockey, mm-hmm. man. Like you're you play yeah. once with a guy, you're his brother, and and you could not talk to him for two years. And so you need something at two a.m. in the morning. You call him up, he'll show up at your door. So. Yeah, well, I love it. definitely been glad to have a good four years at school with you, Moose, so far. It's been fun. And uh, kind of my, probably the reason why I decided to stick around for a fifth. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've had, I've had, yeah, I've enjoyed it, but uh, definitely uh, one of the many good people I've met here along the way. So it's definitely always, uh, yeah, like I said, we had a really good time when we played together. It was awesome. You're trying to get me to be the first tier, hey, the first crier on the podcast here. I, I might be the first one right now. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm tearing up on this side. Uh, yeah, yeah. I want to know, how did you guys meet? I love these stories about how people meet, so especially university, because like, you know, sometimes you just meet someone and you have no idea what's happening. And then four or five years down the road, they're, they're like brothers, right? Like, because you're, you're constantly... Well, we would have met like literally at camp the first year. Nice. And I don't really remember, like, I don't know, like... I I, yeah, I I honestly couldn't tell you. I think it was it was just the rink, and then from there, like all it takes is one stupid thing to happen, and then you're you're laughing, and, yeah, and then yeah, you're hanging yeah. out. And, and it didn't take it didn't take too long for a couple of stupid things to happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I actually think I just went to the boat and I I ordered a, like a water, obviously, and Harps was working. I think he he, he got promoted since then. I think he was mopping floors at the boat first year. I don't. <laughs> How long have you been working there, Harps? I didn't know that. No, it wasn't that long. It was like, this is my third summer now. Oh, okay, okay. Good to know. <laughs> That's hilarious. Still, I still mop the deck. Are you on the upper deck where nobody is just mopping that thing? Uh, I was on the roof yesterday flying flags, just letting everyone know. I'm just trying to say, people ask like how, uh, how long you work there. I was just saying, I worked there until it's back in the water. Yeah. <laughs> How, how about that spot up top? I went there once, and um, one of the nights, and someone brought us up there. And like, you know, you know what I'm talking about? Like that room, sunset deck, baby. Yeah, is that open? Like during the day? Like I've never seen anybody. Yeah, it is. There's not many people go up there. Yeah, fair. Man, yeah, do you guys, like do you guys get paid through. to promote the boat here or what? <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no free advertising, right? No, yeah, just no talking free, about that. Free ad, we're talking about the destination on the waterfront. Hey, there. where's my commission? Yeah. Up? Absolutely, yeah. We'll have to do an Area 13 ad read at the end here. You should just give me a workout, Moose, and see if I can shed 30 pounds and then people, everybody's going to hop on your program. Maybe you should give me that one. Yeah. Okay, hopefully, hopefully Mike's out. Um, what was I going to say? Moose, are you, still, uh, are you still lifting yourself? Are you still competing? Yeah, so right now, like this this year just been hectic. I had a lot going on. I've moved and this, that, and the other. So um, basically, I've just been lifting and focusing on getting a good foundation. Um, actually, starting next week, I'm getting into to basically building up my lifts again, um, getting into the whole CrossFit world. I did the CrossFit Open a little mock. Um, CrossFit open there to see where I stand and how I feel. It was, it was very good. Did a lot of, um, kind of like digging deep into myself and, and finding out, you know, cause it, you go to the gym, you're going to do what you like. Um, so it kind of exposed me to the areas where I, I don't favor as much or don't enjoy doing. Um, so that being said, um, I've probably going to lose another 20 pounds here and, and that way I can move a bit better on the bar. Um, and then from there, look to compete in CrossFit. Um, you know, it 
it has its pros and cons, um, and I'm not here to debate about CrossFit, um, but definitely um, with my methods, and that's why they're unique, I've kind of pulled um, what I believe in from a bunch of different, um, basically, methods or, or uh, pillars, if you will, uh, from strength and conditioning, powerlifting, weightlifting, CrossFit, um, kind of pulling all these pros out, past trainers and people I talk to and mentors um, to kind of create my own. So. Um, I wouldn't say CrossFit's for everyone. I'm not not saying that at all, but it's something that I'm getting into because um, I'm missing that adrenaline rush and I enjoy pushing myself. The one thing I have noticed about CrossFit is how that like how much of a tight knit group it is. You know what I mean? Like, and I think that's pretty cool. It's like where people go in and, and go, you know, to the cross CrossFit gym and stuff like that. Like usually from what I've heard, people are pretty close and they stick together. And, um, I think it's pretty cool, Dude, but yeah, I don't know. It's not much about it, but it's not yeah. like, it's, it's a culture. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a cult pause. Yeah. <laughs> no, honestly though, it, it, the culture is unreal. And that's one of the main things like I, I want to bring to my facility because you know, you, there's no ego. Like you don't need a, you don't need a, uh, like a friggin' gym or a mirror in the gym. Like everyone's there to sweat, have fun, be fit, better themselves. It's a mindset. You come in, if you're cheat, if you're cheating, someone's going to call you out or they're just going to look at you funny and be like, dude, what are you doing? Like no one cares if you're 30 seconds faster because when I went and got my, my first, uh, L one with CrossFit, like I came in, there's this guy and he's probably 50 years old. I was like, Hey, what are you doing here? He's like, Oh, well, uh, people uh, wanted to know what CrossFit was and I couldn't tell them. So I thought I'd just come and do it. And he was so out of his element and it, I forget what the workout was, but he was the last one and he was just dripping sweat and all like 20 people were all around him just screaming at him to do it. And at the end, he's laying there almost in tears and sweat everywhere and his shins bleeding and everyone's giving him high fives. And, and then we all grabbed the pine after and talked about the workout in the weekend. Like it's, it's unreal. Um, and the best part That's too cool. is like, dude, you go to, you know, you're in North Bay, you go to the box. So oh, sweet. You go to Ottawa, you go to the box, you go to anywhere, you go down to Texas, there's a box there here and you walk in and just say, Hey, like, I'm, I'm at this box up north and uh, I'm down here for the week. I need a place to work out. Boom. Like you pay a weekly fee, whatever the case may be. And then they're, they're your family for a week. Like it, it's similar to sport, like how we were all talking about becoming a brother and this and all that with, mm-hmm. with hockey. Like it's the same thing I find with CrossFit and it's, it's amazing. And that's how like it can change people's life as well because being a coach, being a good coach is not only worrying about, you know, what are the guys doing on the ice? What are my clients doing in the gym? It's also about what they're doing away from it. Um, and if you can kind of surround them with all the right people and change their environment and get everyone on the same page and like you're creating an environment that's just going to like foster success. And that's what it's all about. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. That's unreal, man. No. Yeah. It's all about I like that. It's a process for sure. Um, and yeah, other than that, man, it's just, I'm looking to get a facility, looking to see where the next day takes me and trying to, to have some friends and smile in the meantime. Absolutely. No, that's awesome, Moose. And I don't know, lots of stuff. I wish it's like you just wrote really a book in my mind of training on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I appreciate it, man. Well, I don't know. I think that, is it salty? What do you think? Is that all we need from her right now? 
I think that's awesome, man. I really appreciate you coming on. That was a lot of good insight, and I hope everybody else enjoys it too. Absolutely. Once again, thanks so much to my good pal, Alex Morgan, and my current trainer. So uh, thanks again, buddy. <laughs> uh, really happy to have you on. It was a great interview and uh, something that I think uh, might educate some of the listeners a little bit. So hopefully everyone enjoyed it. It was a great listen. And uh, yeah, thanks so much for joining us again for another interview on The Lake Show. Yeah, thank you. Thanks, Moose. Hello. Well, that was a good interview. Uh, well-spoken young man, Alex. Thanks so much for joining us. Salty, what'd you think about that one? That was awesome. I mean, like it was one of those interviews where we could just kind of throw it at him and he would take it away from there. And you could tell he really enjoys a, his craft and he's enjoying everything he's doing. So, uh, and obviously he knows a lot about it, about the topic. So I, it was tons of fun. Hopefully everybody enjoyed and, and uh, you know, learned a little something today. Yeah, definitely a cool topic. And um, as an athlete, I like to uh, try to take care of my body. So it's nice knowing about uh, some of that stuff. And he is very passionate about it. And uh, I do uh, do like his uh, philosophy on training. So I'm happy yeah. to be working with him this summer. And I was telling him earlier, it's going to be the first summer. And like, I've done the same program for the last six years. Really? And I'm going to try doing this one, see uh, see what goes on. So it'll be a little That's different. Awesome. But uh, nice. yeah, it was good talking to him. He's a good guy, good friend of mine. And uh, yeah. I wish him the best of luck taking his master's and taking on this job uh you know, being the head trainer for the men's hockey team. Yeah, that's sweet. I mean, hopefully you can let us know how the workouts go and stuff like that too. And I might have to give him a little ring and see if I can jump on one of those uh, workouts. But yeah, I will. I will say like these apps, these workout apps they have now, like that you can log your stuff on. They have like the demonstrative videos for if you don't know what you're doing, they're absolutely unbelievable. Like I don't even know how I worked out without them. Yeah. I thought they were so stupid. Like for years I worked out, like I would manually log like everything right. with paper Yeah, I remember and you'd that. be like, I, walk, I would literally walk around with a folder. It wasn't even like <laughs> yeah. buttoned in. Imagine and, um, 20 years when you're telling, when you're coaching or something like that and you're telling the kids that they're going to lose their mind. I know it's going to sound ridiculous, <laughs> yeah, but I did so that funny. until like three, four years ago. I know, man. Yeah, and then sick. now it's like, I couldn't even imagine like not doing it this way. And like, you can go look in like the history of the lift you've done, see what you were yeah. doing a couple of days ago. Like it's unreal. That's awesome. And then I mean, this other app I've been going off about lately is called Strava. Have you ever heard of Strava? I have not. Strava, if anyone here runs or like bikes or has a swimming option either, but like, I don't know how many people, I don't know how you swim. I can't swim with my phone, so I must have to have like an <laughs> aqua watch. I don't have that. Anyways, yeah. um, I'm, it's essentially just like Nike Run or any of those other ones, but like I really like it. It's almost like social media for like hmm. your like cardio. So like, I don't know. I have a good friend of mine who's a big mountain biker and like he always does like a ride every day and like he just, like right now I'm looking at it, Evan Blackwell. Uh, 20 Tuesdays with John distance, 22.63 kilometers. And it says how long you went. It shows like the GPS of the route he took. And like, it show, it's like Facebook. It's like people are liking it and stuff. It's actually so sick. And I'm yeah. sure like, a lot of people have seen it. And like the cool thing. So today when I, when I used it, I rode the, my bike home from the gym and I went down the hill from the school. Mm-hmm. And then like, I went back and clicked on it when I got home and I can like see my rank, like all time against everyone else who's had Strava and went down the hill. Are you serious? Yeah, it was sick. Like, and you can do that for running routes. You can do and like when I ride my bike to the boat to work. Yeah. Like there's this like they mark this one off. There's one from like Algonc from Highway 17 down to Main Street. There's one like down the Algonquin Hill. There's one from Maplewood to Jane, and like it t- oh. counts you like all time and against like everyone who's done it. That's pretty sweet. It's actually sweet. And then like, you know, you go to places like Toronto and stuff and you, uh, you can imagine like, it's a very popular app. Like I'm probably yeah, talking yeah. about this acting like this is something new and someone people <laughs> are listening to this being like, this guy's an absolute clown. 
But this is just my... F- I don't know. I was literally, for some reason, looking at my phone and thought I should go off talking about this, but I just did. No, that's sick. Yeah, it's yeah. good to know. But uh, yeah. what, what do you think? Do you think that's, we're good to wrap it up? Yeah, man. It's getting that's late. And yeah. Not that we have to do anything tomorrow, really. But, <laughs> yeah. um, uh, no, I had tons of fun. Like you said, interview was great. In the intro, uh, you know, we had uh, lots of fun talking about different stuff. So hopefully everybody else enjoyed absolutely well salty been having fun doing this with you my man thanks so much everyone for listening to episode 17 this is the lake show folks what else do you want to know stay steamy